Survival Basic Badass Podcast with your hosts Kevin and Chuck. Um, today we're going to be talking about survival at sea. You and Chief Brody, you get in the boat, you're going out on a fishing trip, and sometimes things don't go as planned. And what do you think, Kevin? What do you got? Well, I've never been lost at sea, honestly. No. But, uh, you know, I've, I've had a little bit of training in it. Uh, I've had several close calls at sea. All right. They made sure you learned how to swim in yeah. boot camp. I never, never got a chance to uh, fight a shark or anything, but, but there have been a, a couple of occasions yeah. where uh, things were sketchy. All right. Um, Do you care yeah. to elaborate, or are these all uh, classified missions <laughs> you don't want to talk yeah, about? Well, I remember uh, I, I did spend a, spend a week... A week chasing a uh, uh, there's a hurricane on the east coast yeah and we spent a che- uh, a week chasing a barge that had escaped and gotten down in the Bermuda Triangle yeah we were down there now the Bermuda Triangle isn't like a real thing you no. know it's just nonsense but for some reason man the entire week we were there everything went wrong <laughs> lines were snapping people were falling over the sides of ships <laughs> engines were breaking and, uh, yeah, there was one point where somebody was in the water doing a little bit of, uh, rescue training. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there was sharks coming after him. They had to put an end to that quick. When we, uh, whenever we'd throw the trash off the ship, you'd see all the sharks come up mm-hmm. and get all excited. But when you mention hurricanes, I can't help but remember we went out, we're in Norfolk, and a uh, hurricane came rolling in, and... As we always do, you know, they pull all the ships out because if mm-hmm. there's going to be a hurricane, then don't they don't to... want you beating against the dock, the pier. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so we'd take off. So we all get ready. We pull out and we go out into this hurricane. And there's Coast Guard ship up ahead of us. And they call back to us and they're like, oh, you know, we had our lookout on the, the bridge and he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, what do you mean? Well, there was a big wave. He's not there anymore. So if you see him when you look over the side, could you like stop and pick him up? Yeah. All right. Good. You know, there's like 50 foot waves or something. Uh-huh. Later in the same hurricane, we see like the uh, freaking wave go over the top of the aircraft carrier and take a chain down plane right off the deck. Wow. So... You know, and this guy, oh, yeah, just, yeah. so we circle once, and they're like, no, we didn't see anything, <laughs> keep going. At that so, point, he's already dead. Yeah, the reason, the the reason I bring it up is, there is, it does happen. People do end up stuck out at sea, mm-hmm. and you got to figure it out. We all saw the movie Castaway, different things, you know, mm-hmm. it's not, not a situation any of us would ever plan for, um... You know, really the only time it works out is when they end up being near land or something, you know, an island. I, it's so rare that people actually survive. Right. When they're at in the middle of the ocean. You know, I, yeah. I, I know you had uh, mentioned there was somebody about a year ago. Yeah, I think. Uh, got lost at sea. What was his name? Uh, Jose uh, Salvatore something I can't pronounce. All right. Uh, he was he was gone for for a little over a year out of sea. Insane! I and can't even imagine. There's a little bit of sketchiness there. It's possible that he might have eaten his friend. 
There's little like there I mean, was a friend. He doesn't necessarily say that outright, but he, there was a friend, and then there wasn't a friend when he got back. I think he basically got, you know, swam to shore. Okay. And then, uh, after being out to sea, saw land and, and made it in. He did have his underwear left. That was all about all that he had. But he had uh, he'd been drinking sea turtle blood keep hydrated. I'm sure sea turtle blood. Who hasn't considered that? Well, I mean, I, I, from from uh, reading accounts, that seems like that's, that's a pretty legit source. I've never actually even seen a sea turtle out at sea. I know. I don't feel like you come across <laughs> that often. Then. But I well, guess, I'll be living on <laughs> sea turtle blood. So. But I guess, I mean, keep your eyes out for them. If, All right. uh, if that's an there. option on the uh, table. Mm-hmm. All right. Good to know. Now, what else? Now, if you if you are stranded out at sea in a in a little dinghy or, dinghy or a raft or something like yeah. that, you have to be a little bit prepared in your mind to, um, you know, to handle what you're what you're going to do and go about things the best way possible. So, All right. so let's talk a little bit about about what your best options are. All right, what are your options? Say you're stranded on a raft, ship's gone down. All right, me and uh, Chief Brody. You and Chief Brody. What are, right. what are the what are the the, the top priorities there. Um, you know, priority one is probably getting clean drinking water. You can't uh, drink seawater. I, I, I was told uh, priority one is staying afloat. Staying afloat. That's probably true. Because <laughs> when you're treading water, it sucks. Yeah. yeah. But uh, then number two, drinking water. Drinking right, water. So, so how are you going to keep hydrated? Uh, well, there are a couple of, couple of, of basic ideas. All right. You, know, you want to you wanna be able to catch... Rainwater. So you're ready for rainwater when it happens. You know, get get uh, any kind of tarp or any kind of uh, sail you might have. I gotta say to that'd be cool. Into... Any debris you can ga- gather that will uh, give you shelter, right, and cover you, uh-huh. is gonna be a big deal. Because right. being protected from the sun when you're sitting out there with all that salt water, mm-hmm. that's gonna be huge. Right. right. But so gathering, uh, gathering now, water. Now there's the, the water. main worst ways of gathering water would be like uh, rainwater, right? Okay, right. That'd be priority. Uh, that'll even, you can even, you know, that'll even be caught in the raft that you're in. If okay. you're in a raft, lucky enough to be in a raft. It's like a right? big container, right? Right. right. You want to uh, contain it, grab any kind of containers you can get. You grab know. any sea turtles you sea can get. Sea turtles, throw them drink your blood. All yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, there's also a couple of rudimentary ways to, uh, to, to desalinate seawater. All right. I haven't um, considered that. Tell me about that. Well, there's uh, there's solar stills and things like that. But I mean, if your raft doesn't have one, no, you're gonna have a hard time coming up with the parts uh, just randomly to build one yourself. So you might be out of luck. All right. So right there, you're already dead. You know what I mean? That's that's I don't it. Like if my you eyes. get past the if first the two days, uh, you know. Now, the Coast Guard's not going to come flying over. I'll be, hey. Well, you know, it's, I guess. Maybe. Hopefully. Right? What would you have The ocean's pretty big, yeah. though, isn't it? If you did see somebody, you'd want to signal them with, like, a like a flare, if you had one. Something uh, some that reflects sort of, uh, your eyeglasses, a mirror, yep. right? Yeah, but what was that, that flight, Malaysia uh, Flight 370? Yeah, yeah. That, that went down? They searched for that thing, and that was a plane. They That's not just find a person. parts for like six right. months, right? They searched for that thing, and that, that never should. I think some of it, parts of it washed up on a beach somewhere, but, I mean, they looked for that and couldn't even find an oil slick with that thing. Yeah. So. So, the ocean, yeah. It's pretty big, turns out. All right. So, now, didn't you have a way to desalinize it? 
desalinization of the water to something you could do. Um, right, right. Well, I mean, uh, really, what the idea would be to uh, form a way to uh, collect the seawater right. and have it evaporate into a container. All right. Now, if you had, say, hypothetically, if you had a, uh, a bucket, All right. you could fill the bucket partway up with, with salt water. All right. Cover it with, uh, with some clear plastic. Put a rock in the middle, and underneath the rock, you would have some sort of a collect- collection device to collect the so like water a that can, a bucket inside the bucket, right? A can right. in the bucket, whatever. Mm-hmm. So it would right. the evaporation would drip back so, down into the center. So what container. happens? You're saying in the hot the hot day, you're out in the sun, mm-hmm. you got a bucket full of water, and you have this can in the plastic. All day, the water is evaporating. It's turning, you know, into cotton, or yeah, turning into moist air basically, right. and then cools down a little bit at night, starts condensate, then it's going to drip off the plastic down into the center can. Mm-hmm. I like those odds better than no odds. Right now, but do, do I have, have some saran wrap? Do, do I have, have some buckets? Yeah, I don't know, but it's tricky. When debris coming off the boat or the ship or when it goes down, now, when the you plane crash, of, maybe I do have some options. If you're if you're looking to stay hydrated enough to survive, right. but you, you have a limited amount of water, you're trying to reserve it. What yeah. do you think the minimum amount of water that you need is? Like, is there a is there to say I'm still thirsty, but I should save a little bit of this without dying? Maybe I could save right. a little bit more. Now I did read a little bit about this and. None of it sounds good is mm-hmm. the answer. What what I read is day one you're gonna think that you're dying of thirst and you absolutely need, you know, water right. and I should be drinking a gallon, I'm out here in the sun and oh crap, this sucks. So what I read is really day one you don't wanna have any of your water, you wanna save it. Mm-hmm. Day two, you wanna cut down to about twelve ounces in the day. That's like a, a soda can or a, and do that, a bottle of beer. Do that size. for, I mean, it, it really depends how much water you're starting with. Right. But basically, there's three stages. Day one, zero. Day two, 12 ounces in that neighborhood. Then the last couple days, you figure two or three days, you're going to want to be at two and three ounces. Now, if you're like, you know what, I'm not going to be picked up for whatever... You need to make sure that those last days you're going to be able to get like three ounces a day. Right. So you want to space it out. You know, you're 12 that it's going to last. And obviously, you never know when you're going to get picked up. You don't know when you're going to find land. Right. Now, right. And you can go without water, what, three days? Three days before you die. Right? Three days. And hopefully hot things sun, never get that. People that. always, you know, oh, I'm going to put this salt water on me to cool down. And that mm-hmm. salt just dries your skin out. Mm-hmm. And dries you out, makes you pretty thirsty pretty fast. So mm-hmm. I don't like a lot of that. You know, your options don't sound great, um, but that's the bottom line. It comes down to good water. Now, why don't you? Why don't you want to uh, drink salt water? I know they no. always say don't drink salt water. They say I don't think... drink salt water. Don't drink your urine. Technically, there's people who make the argument. Now, again, this is the internet. This is you know different books but you know, any, as as anybody can, can tell, write a book yeah bear grills drinks his pee all the time just the regular, for fun yeah <laughs> you know, but i don't know if it's good for you if you're right. dying of dehydration so they said a maximum of 32 ounces a day 
technically won't do irreparable damage to your body. But the idea, I guess, is that the salt is going to counteract any benefit you're going to gain. Yeah, I think uh, it's going to dry you out. Kidneys can can uh, can kidneys can tolerate. Yeah, thirty five percent of the water that's that's in in the but even that that sounds risky. You're definitely so you're actually peeing more out. If you drink a glass of a cup of salt water, you're going to pee out more water to get rid of that salt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. I don't like the sound of it. It doesn't sound good, but you know when you're blistered and out there in the sun and you're dying, I don't know. People do different things, yeah. you know? Well, I've heard stories about people that were stranded out at sea, and some of them did drink salt water, and some didn't. And the ones that did drink salt water saw land and just decided to jump <laughs> in the water and start swimming for it. The people that did not drink the salt water didn't see these things and, and just stayed in the boat. I have seen a few movies where they kind of go a little crazy after mm-hmm. the salt water. So definitely something to watch out for. All right. So say we work out the water, mm-hmm. whatever the option is, be it three ounces a day, be it no water, be it that we're desalinization process. Or, you know, maybe we're in a boat that has jugs and jugs of water. Of water. Maybe we have the freaking life straw and maybe mm-hmm. it filters salt water. I don't know. I didn't really check that out. <laughs> I don't think I that's... didn't test that one beforehand. <laughs> I don't know if we're filtering uh, out the salt water. But bottom line, you got the water worked out. Then fishing right, step, is, I guess, yeah, our next two. option. Maybe the pigeon comes well, and lands on the first. boat. You start pounding it. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I do remember a uh, uh, going out to sea one time on a ship. Okay. And uh, most of the time, you know, there are seagulls hanging around the ship all the time. Yes. But the further and further you get out, they can't go back to land. Right. So we had one seagull that was just just hanging out on the decks, you know, slowly dying. You know, people were bringing it out water and stuff like that. But I don't know whatever happened to that seagull, but it was it was not looking good after about three days. He just kind of disappeared. I don't know if somebody grabbed him and shook him just for know. fun, or if our, he just swam out to die. Or, or our ship, uh, they'd but. always end up flying in front of the spy radar, and that would be the end of the bird. <laughs> just kind of dropped down, and that mm-hmm. was the end of it. But uh, you know, hey, who knows? So, all right, so fishing. Now, if you're cool like me, you got your little sucrets tin with the fish hooks, the fish line, a mm-hmm. couple of things. That might be nice. Mm-hmm. Now, I did actually read, and, and there's also seaweed if you can snag some of that. You know, if you're in really deep water, maybe it's not an option. Yeah, I hear that if you, if you can grab some of that seaweed, uh, best bet is to dig through it because there are all sorts of critters little flying shrimp, around. In little shrimp crabs. And, I, yep. You can pull out a lot of things. So a lot of good options there. Um, I actually read a story about a girl who would put her dirty laundry. They were putting it to clean their clothes in the water, and the fish would come up and, and be biting at it. And they were actually able to catch the fish because they were using their clothes as bait. Mm-hmm. And the fish were getting all excited. I don't know if it was up. people funk or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they were scooping them up with, the, uh, you know, with their um, clothing, using mm-hmm. it like a net. That's an option. They said if you actually catch enough fish that you actually have a surplus, what you want to do is cut it in strips and dry it out. And when it's dried, then it'll actually last and you can kind of store it. The downside to that is when you eat a lot of protein, 
it takes a lot of water to digest it and make mm-hmm. that whole process happen. Right. And that can be a problem. Now, another thing I wanted to cover, a lot of the uh, survival books, all right, not a lot, one or two of the survival books said you need to consider cannibalism as an option. Mm. <laughs> it said when you don't have a choice, you need to decide beforehand, do I want to die or do I want to be a survivor? Now, would you be okay if you and I were trapped, All right, stuck we're trapped on, a, on a boat? On a boat. And, and you died. Would you be alright with me eating you? No, that's completely unacceptable. Are you only saying that because you think I might club you to death so that I have something to eat? Or are you saying that because you're really not... Put it this way. Now that you've already phrased the question, (laughs) I'm not sure I'm even turning my back on you in the boat. I might not even go to sleep. We've been out here three hours and so hungry. (laughs) (laughs) It was... The book was like, well... You need to decide beforehand, and maybe you should talk to your buddies about, hey, are you cool if you die that we eat you? Work it out with your friends beforehand. Maybe you do that before you get on the boat. I don't know. Right. These well, are all I'm options. Going on a cruise, I'll talk to the other people on the ship. Feel it out. Decide yeah. who's going to be in your life. <laughs> right, right. Are you cool because you could be in my raft? Now... I tell you, I'm not cool with you eating me, but I'm just saying. Well, listen, come on now. Fair is fair. I would normally, I would say yes, but yeah. if, if I'm on a life raft with six other people, you're the only person that is not allowed to eat any of any of me. Everybody else can have some, but <laughs> I mean that's all, not even. They can all snack on. Huh? <laughs> they can all have a bite, but, but no, you're not allowed to eat any of my corpse. Now that you, I mean. Now, so, now we've, we've covered food, we've covered water, we've covered, well, we didn't really cover staying afloat. So, say you're, uh, your ship sinks, you're on either a big ship, you're in a plane crash, you're on, I don't even know what the ship's called, the boat's called from Jaws, but... Uh, the SS Minnow? You know? Oh, that was... <laughs> that, now you're thinking of Gilligan's that Island. Gilligan, right. Right. But there was actually, it was, it was uh, Marianne. Yes. Ginger, the professor. Uh, Gilligan. Yes. The house, the billionaire's wife. Um, and Skipper. There's also Bob. They didn't tell you about Bob in the show, but Bob they ate didn't Bob. Make it. They ate Bob. <laughs> it was a little rough on the minnow. So, but the bottom line, when you end up in the water, you're going to want to look for debris. The only real scenario. And I hate to say it, I think this happened more often than they admit in the Navy where people just fall over the side or maybe you're the problem on the ship and then mm-hmm. you fall over the side. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I've heard stories that you there don't want to be, about people you don't be the asshole on the ship because yeah. people get lost in sea and uh, that's not And cool. when it's two days before they even notice you're missing, uh, then it, it can be a doesn't end well. You know, I, I know one time they uh, they somebody threw a uh, a television set over the side, and everybody oh we heard something in the water, man overboard, uh, bring the ship around. They're all looking, and you know it, uh, it's just bad. They're always on the lookout and watching, yeah, and you got to yeah. be. It's hard. Make sure that if you throw somebody over the side of a ship. Yeah, they got to slip in. Don't, like, yeah, don't let them have any sort of uh, chem lights or anything like that. You don't want to do it at night. 
just drop them over quietly, and uh, and you know don't make a big fuss about it. No fuss. Mm-hmm. All right, good to know. Maybe while things are going on, people are uh, distracted, something to consider. Mm-hmm. But anyway, where I was going with this, unless it's a scenario like that, unless you fall off the back of the ship, somebody throws you off, there's usually some kind of debris relating to how you got there. Mm-hmm. Either, you know, what can I grab as my boat's going down? Um, even if you're on the small sailboat, whatever, you see the big wave coming. What can you grab beforehand before mm-hmm. it wipes you out? Ideal would be something like a life jacket, right? What's going to float? Yeah. I like a life jacket. I like wood. I'd love, you know, maybe a piece of a sail, like some mm-hmm. kind of tarp, anything for shade to collect water, to anything you can, mm-hmm. you know, work with. All this stuff, you know, what can you use to make a raft to, you know, basically cling crap together to stay right. afloat? Maybe keep your body parts out of the water and keep the sharks from, uh, mm-hmm. you know, nipping and, at your toes. Yeah, and it doesn't take very long, even in warm water, yeah, to to get hypothermia. You know, yeah, two, you know, two or three hours in in even reasonable water is enough to drain your body heat out. Yeah, uh, it's a lot different than air. You know, it, it transfers heat and cold a lot easier than air does. You know. You keep your parts together. Yep, yep. You want to you want to stay warm as possible. Now I remember hearing a story about a guy that was um, at sea on his own, just floating. All right. Uh, it was one of those scenarios where he may have been a bit of an asshole, and somebody maybe pushed. So him. he was on my ship. The story no, was the story okay. was hypothetically that somebody opened a door and he All was right. behind it and knocked him off. Uh, that sounds like a lot of bullshit. How many to me. times is that? Yeah, that sounds like a lot of shit. But. They, uh, I'm talking about this scenario, they said that even three days just floating in the water uh, can kill you because the because your bo- your body just uh, basically transfers the heat. Bogs no, it just bogs down. It, you, the water gets you in get your skin saturated kind and of? you get saturated and sink. Yeah, and you know obviously uh, you know you can float for a certain amount of time, but eventually. Even just floating in water, even warm floating water. in water is kind of exhausting. I mean, mm-hmm. they tell you, "Oh, lean your head back, right, and you know, lay on your back and hope for the best," kind of thing. And you just need, you know, your your, your instincts kind of want to keep a little bit more above water, right. But if you keep your head back, you can kind of keep your mouth out. But again, this is calm, nice pool that you're training in, right. It never, you know, three foot waves or something. Yeah, they say in heavy water the best way to do it, in heavy, uh, heavy uh, surf, best way to do it is to float face down. Okay. And just put your face up to breathe, and then to back breathe. back down. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, we're talking about a couple of hours here, though. It gets exhausting. Yeah. Um, a couple of hours of that, and that's that's about about all anybody yeah. can do. And that's it. And are people gonna find you when you're out mm-hmm. in heavy water? Now, I know they talk about what, taking your pants off, tying knots in the legs, and mm-hmm. yeah, swoop them over your head, and, and yeah. you know, they fill up with air, and you can use that as a little life preserver. Yeah, hypothetically. They, they taught us that in the Navy. You did it. But you know what? I think it lasted like five minutes, six minutes, mm-hmm. and then you had to do it again. And again, it just gets exhausting. Right. And I know I'm lazy and everything, but you know, how long when you're bobbing out in the ocean can you go with that? Yeah. Now, 
the other thing they said uh, when the ship goes down, like I guess imagine like the Titanic, whatever, you're sinking to the bottom. They said uh, if it's daytime, you want to swim up towards the light, but at nighttime, you want to swim towards the dark because a lot of time there's a lot of fuel spills and there's fire, and mm-hmm. you really want to be careful where you yeah, come you up. You don't want to come up in in the middle of a of a oil slick that's on fire, and that that can uh, end badly. Now speaking of ending badly. They also have, a lot of the life jackets would have these dye packs. It was big with, uh, I think they had them in like Top Gun or something. And mm-hmm. where you have with the uh, life vest, they have the dye packs. Well, they're not really so popular anymore because it turns out the sharks mistake the big dye pack for blood. I don't know what's in it that, uh, you know, ends up being a similar scent to them, whatever. I don't know. Somehow they're attracted to it, okay. whether they think it's blood or not. And you let off the dye pack and all the sharks come running. Now, we used to have uh, the Mediterranean's just full of sharks. It's mm-hmm. just freaking disaster. And when we were over doing some, uh, dropping some gifts on uh, Yugoslavia and different mm-hmm. things like that, we uh, they were like, oh, you guys are doing great. You should be able to have a swim call. And we're like, yeah. You know, or you go swimming off the side of the uh-huh. ship. That's, that's like fun. And my captain was just fighting this left and right. No, no, no. And the admiral came over and was like, you know, today we're going to have a swim call. And <laughs> so today we were having swim call. So we set this up and the water's awesome. You know, you can see 100 feet straight down or mm-hmm. under there swimming under, touching the propeller and all the different things, stupid things you're not allowed to do, you uh-huh. know. We're having a grand old time. So there's about maybe 40 people dumb enough to go in the water because there's just sharks everywhere. So you can see up top, we have a guy with a shotgun and a guy with an M14. I don't know if that means if the shark's coming out of the water, they <laughs> shoot him with the shotgun. Yeah, I, don't <laughs> I, I don't know. I wouldn't think the shotgun would do very I, much I just, damage. It was there for like moral support. Right. You know? Well, yeah, and what the side of the ship's, what, 20 feet up or something? Uh, so. so you got to jump in, and there's like a uh, rope ladder to get back, or, you know, a chain ladder that, you know, mm-hmm. like a rope ladder you imagine to get up right. the side of the ship. So we're swimming and whatever, and. Sure enough, you know, when you're out at sea, you're at the, like, five-month point of a six-month deployment. The ship's a little bit rusty. I know you would never think that about the U.S. Navy. But, so I'm climbing up the side of the ship all dumb and happy, and I cut my leg open on the the rusty side of the ship. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if there were tetanus shots involved or not, but just the same, five minutes later, I'm jumping back in the water. Yeah, now, you thinking. can see, when you watch from the top, you can see sharks just in a circle around us. And they're just watching mm-hmm. and waiting. But you can tell, like, I don't know if they know there's a guy up there with a gun. <laughs> or if they're like, you know, I just... I don't know if There's a lot of people. I'm yeah. not sure what to do. All I know is I'm there. There's 30 people, but I'm the guy with the big red pool around me and the blood over. And I'm sitting there going, you know, maybe this isn't that smart of an idea. Mm -hmm. And I'm just saying, it worked out. No sharks got me. It worked out. You didn't get eaten. That's So, you know, I always hear, you know, you hear the stories about, you know, maybe women 
They shouldn't go uh-huh. in the water. There's blood. And sharks, sharks can snowing. smell water from miles away. And blood it's, from miles away. You know, yeah. I don't know. But I, I was, you know, your mind races and you're mm. just like, uh, but turns out wasn't really a problem. But they were all there. They were watching. They're ready. They're always looking. So you mm. got to, you know, find a way to fend off the sharks. Maybe have a little, uh, you know, find a little weapon, come up with a plan, mm-hmm. poke them in the eye, something. They say, yeah, if you have a knife, go for the eyes and gills, and if you just have your fist, try and hit them in the nose, but... The nose in the eye, yeah. If you're that close to the shark, you're probably already screwed. Yeah. You know what? I, I was watching, there was some movie, and I can't remember what it was, maybe you can help me here, All right. but it was guys in Africa, and one of these research ones or whatever, but they're all at the beach... And a shark comes and is getting one of the kids at the beach. It's right in the beginning of the movie. And all the guys just jump up and run out and start beating the crap out of the shark. I'm like, this is the normal thing they do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh. Well, they do it a little bit different than I we don't, do. I don't remember this movie, but I do remember when I lived in Virginia Beach, there was a, um, uh, there was a story in the paper that I read yeah. uh, about a kid that was attacked by a shark the shark actually bit this kid's arm off oh yeah yeah. and talk about badass dad like me my first reaction would be like oh, I gotta get this kid to the hospital right. his reaction was get the let shark. me get this shark yeah. so he went in got got this mako shark yeah beat it pulled I it up on the story, thing yeah. beat the shark to death Pulled the, the mouth open got the arm back out yes. and they're able to reattach this, this arm I did hear that uh, so, but, you know, there are stories about us and you know, that's the thing is, I think we're so conditioned by society to, oh, once sharks got you, it's over. You can't do anything. Right. Oh, it's a big, scary animal. Mm-hmm. But you know what? We're men. Go out freaking like a yeah. Viking. <laughs> you know, Valhalla, yeah. you know, whatever. You fucking go out, be a man uh-huh. and, you know, fight to the death. That's right. You know, that's if you're gonna die, that shark back in the day, too, men right? freaking used to fight wolves and fight right. a lion, and you know, on occasion, one would win. Yeah, <laughs> that was a rare occasion. Mm-hmm. But you know, be a man. You're so quick. I, I know a story. Um, like somebody was telling me, oh, you know, the cop came up and we were doing something wrong, and the cops like, hey, stop. And you just stop and give up, and her like, oh. Mm. But you know, if you run, that eighty-pound overweight cop isn't gonna <laughs> freaking catch you. Uh-huh. And, but that's we're just so conditioned in our head, though, right. that oh, you just you know give up. And that's how people are with sharks, mm. with wolves, with lions. Again, I'm not saying you're gonna win. I'm not saying it's gonna work out. But be a man. Right. Freaking die like a man. You know. Uh-huh. <laughs> So, just putting that out there. And if you make a decision to fight beforehand... Yeah. I might thing. die, but you're you're going to win actually, with, with only one eye. <laughs> this actually happened to me once. And, uh, and, again, the way the story plays out, I'm not so tough. But I'm out. I'm swimming uh, in Virginia Beach. And it was... Uh, in Virginia Beach, they let you surf when there's, like, at sunset. Mm-hmm. And, of course, sunsets when the sharks are supposed to be, you know, the worst right. sunrise and sunset right at that that turning point. So you wait for everybody to go in. So I'm out there on the surfboard and not saying that I'm the uh, cool surfer, but I'm out there. And, mm-hmm. and actually, uh, Lefty was with me. Okay. So I'm out there. I'm on the surfboard. Sunset. It's coming in. Just, like, start to get up. 
coming in. I'm loving it. Lefty's on the short. He's like, shark! And he's yelling. And I kind of like fall off the surfboard and start swimming in. And I get about five feet. And I'm like, you know what? I'm so far out. There's no way in hell I'm going to get there. And I turn around to like, you know, face the shark. Because I'm like, fuck mm-hmm. that, you know? Because yeah. you're... I'm not gonna outswim a shark, right? You know, right. I mean, they're a lot faster. But swimmers. at first, your first instinct is, yeah. "Oh my god, away. run away!" You know, yeah. and you're the scared little girl. And then I'm like, you know, that's not gonna happen. And so I turn, and sure enough, there's the fin coming at me. It's freaking dolphin jackass. <laughs> <laughs> now they tell you not to play with the dolphins because turns out the dolphins actually want to be your friend so much that they've been known that when you're like alright I'm done playing and you start to swim in they will go get in front of you and push you back out to sea Oh yeah, to you know keep the fun going on yeah. and you're like wait I'll die and or maybe no. they're just trying to save you they want to get, get, save you. You to get beat but you <laughs> know you yeah, I do hear that the dolphins rape people just putting it out there <laughs> I, have seen some I mean, I, maybe I'd rather be be uh, eaten by a shark than raped by a dolphin. I'm not sure what the what the statistics are. All I know are. is once I realized it was the dolphins, they they were down. They're swimming right up to you and mm-hmm. whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna get out of the water. And uh, not that whatever. I mean, as far as playing with them, I didn't stay out of the water. Yeah. I, I kept surfing, but I got the hell out of you know where they were. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Just a thought. But that's it. You know, be a man. Stand up. Face it. Don't don't run away. Because you know what? You're not going to win running away. Right. You're just going to die tired. And just put that out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. What else? So now we've we've got our uh, food. We've got our water. We fought off the sharks. Mm-hmm. We've, we've got our raft put together. Now, now hypothetically let's say you have some form of locomotion if you're in a raft that okay you know you can you can kind of either you have Direct a sail it goes you have some sort of a motor you have uh, paddles, oars, paddles a board we're using as a mm-hmm. paddle all right yep. uh now now how do you navigate when you're in the open water how do you how do you know which direction you want to go to so um well there's a little bit of information as far as uh orienting your direction Okay. Um, that you can use. Uh, the North Star right. is north. And a little little dipper points to the North Star. No, no the uh, the North Star. Well, you can't see the North Star during the day. Generally, right. when you're or at at night, even when you're on land, because it's only six six degrees over the the horizon. Yeah. So if you know you're even on a hill, you know you're you're not going to see it. But if you're out on you know flat, flat water, water, then you can see in every direction, not see any land then you can see the North Star. So what you want to do is, is uh, you're familiar with the Big Dipper. Right. Uh, picture the Big Dipper in your mind and think about the base of the Dipper. Right. Uh, those bottom two stars. Yes. The bottom two of the basin. Follow that line out along the handle of the basin, uh, right. handle of the Dipper, straight out. If you follow those two stars in a straight line, the, the bright star you'll see straight ahead there, that's the North Star. That'll be due north, like exactly right on the money north. So obviously if you're on the west coast, you know, if you're on the east coast, you go you go left, you know? 
So right, uh, that's if you're what in, you're telling me. If you're in the, south of the equator, you're you're in trouble. There's a something called the uh, the Southern Cross uh, that. I, and you should look that up yeah, if you're most traveling people, south yeah, most of people, the equator. You don't realize this, but once you're south of the equator, it's a whole different set of stars, ones you've never seen before. And there's a giant cross in the sky. Well, we'll leave that to the wacky people. Yeah, look that up, but you can follow follow that line of the South right. Cross, and that'll lead you due south. All right. Now, what else? I heard that uh, you want to look for birds. Mm-hmm. Birds will hang out around land. Um, right. I was they only told swim out to die. So if you're in a raft and a seagull flies out past you and then just drops dead in the water, <laughs> you know. you're screwed. You're way too far <laughs> you're out. Too far. All right, but and they said typically at night birds are flying in towards shore. Okay, and they want to settle down at night. Mm-hmm. Um, I did read that wind will typically fly towards land in the daytime and out to sea at nighttime. But am I going to miss islands if I do something like that? Is that just... Mm. I, I don't know. I'm not really sure on that one. You're going to have to look a little further uh, further into that. Mm. Um, they also say, you know, signs of driftwood and things like that. Right. Obviously, some kind of clue that there's land nearby. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, pretty much, sounds like you're screwed. You need to plan. You need to bring the right things. It's back to the whole prepper thing. Right. You need to plan ahead before you mm-hmm. go out. What's around me? What can I put in my pocket? You know, how cool am I if I brought my freaking emergency blanket in my freaking pocket? Right. Or if I planned some water and whatever. Mm-hmm. You just, you know, or what if I read a book before I go out there? Right. And, you know, had a little extra knowledge in the back of my head, you know, that's going to get me through it. Mm-hmm. A lot of the... Um uh, a lot of that sort of stuff, it's it's kind of like being in a knife fight. You know, if you're in the knife fight, you already lost, you know. Yeah. You, you don't want to be trapped at sea because the odds are is that, you know, you're going to die. <laughs> so really the bottom line, I mean, what we've come to terms with here is don't be the asshole on the ship. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know? don't want to be the one that everybody's like, oh, let's get rid of this thing. <laughs> let's get rid Throw of him over guy. the side. So, you Who know. Was that? that was Jonah, right? Uh, <laughs> he was on the ship and they, they were like, this storm is happening because of this guy. <laughs> He's Throw out. Him. He's out. So that's it. Um, that said, check out preppingbadass.com. Um, we'd love a review on the iTunes. What you could do is you could leave us a review on the iTunes. And tell us about who you'd freaking throw off the ship. <laughs> <laughs> is it Kevin or is it me? That's what I want to know. Yeah, yeah. Who do you Who's going get off of? the boat? Who's the real jerk? Leave us a review and let us know. Check us out, preppingbadass.com. And otherwise, stay prepared, stay safe, and uh, have a good week. Mm-hmm.